Happy Saturday. Today, I'm excited to welcome you to episode 10. I can't believe we made it to 10 of Saturday Conversations. Today's episode, I pray, will be filled with revelation and transformation in Jesus' mighty name. Today, I had to bring on a guest that I've known for over two years, and I love how God is using him in the body of Christ. So please help me welcome to the conversation, Brandon Hopwood. Brandon, what's up? Hey, Ed. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Awesome. So before we get into the topic, does, do you mind introducing yourself to people who don't know you? Sure, I would love to do that. Yep. So for those who don't know me, my name is Brandon Hopwood, and I am 32 years old, um, married to the most amazing wife, um, Alexa. Um, no kids yet. Um, and I have uh, amazing family, uh, brother, um, great parents, and very close relationship with my aunt and uncle, um, as well as my grandparents, and then also have an incredible second family uh, with with my wife's family, um, and they their love is unmatched. So I'm so grateful to have them as well. Um, and then oh, just a little bit more. I'm a director at uh, RSM. I'm in the valuation practice um, on the business side of things. Um, I'm also an outreach coordinator at City Church. Um, and then also I'm a relatively new Christian. So I said I was 32 years old, but, um, in Christian years, you could say I'm one and a half years old. So, um, just very, very, very new. Um, and things I enjoy doing though, is I enjoy growing in my faith. Um, I love spending time with my, my wife, my family, my friends. And then I also really enjoy traveling. Um, looking forward to with restrictions being lifted to be able to travel more, um, I like exploring new areas, new cultures, um, new cuisine, um, and then um, also just I enjoy working out, um, being healthy, and I'm also a runner. So, All right. So where's the next destination for you and Alexa once everything is lifted? That's a good question. Um, you know, we were trying to go to France and uh, Italy um, during uh, or last summer. So we didn't get that chance. So I think we're going to try to to do that trip um, together. And then we also really love Portugal. So we'd love to go back to Portugal. So that, okay, yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for. I think yours is probably like the best intro I've had so far because I was at the price <laughs> of the yours. You cover all the bases. So thank you for introducing yourself to the people who don't know you. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. So let's just get into the topic. You see the thumbnail, you see the title, you already know what we're talking about. We're talking about how Jesus saved me when I didn't even believe in him. So what I realized, Brandon, is as you know, there's many people who don't know Jesus. And it's our responsibility as the body of Christ to spread the good news or the gospel of Jesus Christ. However, so many people have their guards up. They, when it comes to receiving the gospel of Jesus Christ or even spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, people are afraid to proclaim the good news of Jesus. But one of the last things Jesus told us was to go out to the nations and make disciples out of them. So people need to know that even if they don't believe in Jesus, Jesus still cares for them. Jesus still loves them. And Jesus wants you to put your trust in him. Second Peter chapter three, verse nine says, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. 
So our goal through this conversation is to help you help you realize that Jesus is willing to save you. And all you have to do is put your whole trust in him. I'm not saying the road is going to be easy. I'm not going to, I'm not saying that the road is going to be rosy, but what I'm going to say is Jesus will be with you in the midst of the trouble. He's going to be with you in the midst of the devastation because Jesus loves you. So Brandon, my first question to you is how was your family dynamics when you were growing up? Sure. And, and I will say, Ed, I, I also just an honored for this opportunity to, to talk through this with you. So thank you so much for having me. Um, but to answer that question in terms of fi- family dynamics, um, as you were speaking, that is funny because I definitely can relate to that because I was definitely um, on the stubborn side of things and was completely um, against Christianity. But to give you some background on, on my family dynamics, um, like I said, little background in faith. Uh, my, my mom is Jewish. My dad is Christian. Um, growing up, we didn't go to church uh, or temple. Um, we did celebrate both holidays, so I got a lot of gifts <laughs> um, from both those holidays, um, from Hanukkah and Christmas and everything, but didn't really grow up with, with any faith, and that was true for myself and my brother, um, and really in the beginning for me, it was my life just kind of was just me, my brother, my mom, and my dad. And that was kind of the, the first part of it. And we were born in Texas, lived in Texas. And then um, after, or when I was eight years old, we moved to Kentucky. And then um, we were there while I was in middle school. Um, and then my parents um, got divorced. Um, and so, you know, that was definitely tough for, for my brother and I, um, you know, it was, but, you know, looking back, it was one of those things, and I was even reflecting back on this, and it's interesting because I remember with my parents' dynamic, they, they didn't hold hands, they didn't really show affection, and I think when I was younger, it didn't really, like, seem strange to me, but then as I got older, it seemed a little strange. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, and so, um, but yeah, so the, when they got divorced, um, then after that is when we moved to Florida. Um, and that was really to be close with my aunt and uncle, so my my mom's sister. Um, and throughout that time was probably when we, when my brother and I got extremely close. Um, and if anybody knows me or or like they know how close my brother and I are together, we might goof around and say we don't like each other, but when we really say that, we mean we really do, you know, love each other. So just as, just as guys usually are, but, um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, and and maybe the last thing I'll just add to, just to kind of give you a little bit of a context with with my family and my upbringing was, um, you know, getting to Florida, um, at that point in time, went to high school in Florida, and that's when, um, my dad, like, called me and my brother, aside, we, we, we went on like family trips, like just with him. And we were about to go to Disney world and go hang out there with, with my dad. Yeah. Um, but before that trip, um, my dad laid a, a secret down on us and we were the last people to know, but my, my dad's gay. Um, oh, and so yeah. that's when that was revealed to us. Um, and I remember it was really hard for my dad. I think I'd only seen my dad cry one other time in, in his life. And uh, that was the second time. Yeah. And, um, you know, he shared that with us. And I think his biggest thing was he thought we wouldn't love him anymore. But to us, he was still our dad. So it didn't really change anything. So 
Um, but just wanted to give you that kind of background and, and yeah. kind of the upbringing for me, kind of getting to right towards the end of high school, going into college. So okay. So how was how was the college you? So this was this truth was given to you. So how did that affect how you acted in college, or you don't think it played a big part? No, that's a great question, and it didn't really impact me in college too much. Um, I I actually had a, a girlfriend all through college, um, one year of high school, then all through college, and then one year out of out of college. Um, it did impact me to some degree because there were moments um, through college and even the beginning after college where I thought I might be gay, um, where it was, I kind of just felt like I wasn't as attracted to women as I should be. And so yeah. I felt like because I knew about this um, with my dad that I thought it's a possibility that I might be. Yeah. Okay. And how did the, the divorce, how did that shape your your thoughts and things like that did it affect you well you said it affect you in what way did it affect you if you don't mind sharing yeah I definitely don't mind uh, you know I think it was a shock at first but then as it kind of seeped in it did kind of make sense um uh, again at the time I didn't know about my dad but when it did happen it, it did seem to make sense and I think the biggest thing that was tough for my brother and I um because again, we didn't really see, like my mom, I know they did, they, they still do love each other, but just in like a different way. Um, and I think we just realized that it just wasn't like um, a true like marriage, I guess, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that sounds bad, but um, you know, I think one thing that came from it um, was just that I never want to divorce. Yeah. Like to me, that's like, just not an option yeah um because um i saw what happened and and it was difficult for us but it was also difficult for them but um again completely understand and um they are happier now than they were because of you know again my dad my dad's gay so yeah okay all right so my second question to you is how long did you not believe in god like, was it from, from birth until, like, when did you start questioning, like, is there really a God? How long did that occur? Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. I mean, probably throughout my life, like, again, like I said, we didn't, we weren't brought up with it. And so to me, I didn't even really think about it. It didn't even really register to me, like, um, whether there was a God or not, I didn't really necessarily think that there wasn't, but I also didn't necessarily think that there was, it was kind of more just like, it is what it is. Like if there is one great, if there isn't, okay, that's fine too. Um, and, and really that was probably for, I mean, that was the majority of my life, um, really. And, and, you know, there were, what was interesting is I, like, I took like, I took a world religions class in high school. I even took a Greek mythology class in college. And, you know, I, I enjoyed learning about different religions. I thought yeah. it was fascinating and I, and I enjoyed that. But what was interesting was that the one religion I could not stand was Christianity. Really? Uh, it, it truly just, I was against it. Like I really was. And yeah, I'll, I'll share a couple like things that happened that kind of, like made me really against Christianity. And, and a couple of those things was 
um, at the time, obviously, I was like really young, so I don't, I don't remember it, but the, my mom told me later on that, um, so my dad's side of the family, my, my grandparents, um, very conservative, um, yeah, Methodist, um, and so they went to church all the time, and um, they were really upset with my mom um, when my brother and I weren't baptized. Um, okay. They were very, very upset. Um, so that, that was kind of one thing. Another time was, I told you I lived in, in Texas. Yeah. And, um, the great state in the union. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, very, yeah. Full of pride there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's known as like, you know, the Bible belt. Um, and I told you my mom's Jewish and my mom had, um, you know, good friends there. And again, I, I don't remember this because I was really young, but I guess she told me later on that one of her really good friends down there, um, was really upset and told my mom that my mom's going to hell because she didn't believe in Jesus. Um, and like things like that, like really turned me off. And I was like, how dare you say something like that? And um, another time where I got kind of confronted by that, and this was my own experience, was a random time. I used to work at uh, the YMCA um, over in Florida. Um, and I was just working out one day and then struck up a conversation with somebody and then somehow we got on the, the discussion of religion Yeah. and he asked what I believed in. And I told him basically what I believed in at the time was everybody has the right to believe in whatever they want to believe in. Yeah. Um, and then he was just like, that's wrong. That's flat out wrong. And like said, like, it's only Christianity. It's only Jesus. That's the only thing. And like getting stuff like that, just like turned me off for yeah. so long. I was so against Christianity. I did yeah. not like that. I didn't like, Oh, pretty much a lot of my occurrences, I felt like it was getting pushed on me, and mm -hmm. that, and that, and I resisted strongly. So. Yeah. So we can just go into the, the next question: Is while you were in in this stage, how did you feel when people came to you to talk about Jesus? And if you want to throw in a crazy story or two, I'm here for it. So just how did that make you? How did that make you feel? Like pretty much they're shoving religion down your throat. So how did how did that make you feel? And then. Any crazy stories? Um, I mean, how it made me felt I was extremely defensive, um, extremely defensive. The word Jesus, the word Christianity triggered um, just anger inside of me. I didn't want to hear it at all. Um, it felt like instantly someone was pushing something on me and I resisted very, very, very strongly. Yeah. Um, seeing people pray triggered me too i didn't like it really i didn't i yeah it was like when people asked to pray for me i was like do not pray for me i don't want you to pray for me um and so i like resisted things like that um you know like in terms of stories you know one thing that and this kind of fast forwards a little bit but you know my relationship with alexa and and in the beginning part of that um or when she was going down the faith walk um, we had probably 95% of our arguments stemmed from religion and stemmed from, Christ from Christianity. Um, she would say something, you know, maybe from the Bible or anything and, and doing it in a, in a loving way. But to me, any mention of it, I yeah. felt like she was trying to teach it to me and, uh -huh. and I resisted and was very angry and led to a ton of arguments. Um, and I'll share you know, like one, like one instance of this was, um, I think it was, 
I had gone to City Church a few times and at this point, and for some reason that night, I think I came back home after hanging out with my brother or some friends or something. Yeah. Um, had a handful of beers, um, which is never a good recipe for anything. Um, and, you know, got back and like Alexa was like, I think getting ready for bed and everything. And then for some reason, right before we went to sleep, we started talking about it. And I let the word out, um, brainwash. And I yeah. felt like people at City Church were brainwashing me um, or brainwashing other people. Yeah. Um, and that led to one of the most heated arguments we've ever had. Wow. Um, to the point where the next day, I remember I went to work and I knew it was bad. I didn't know how bad it was, but I knew it was a really, really terrible discussion, a terrible thing that I said, because um, this was um, Alexa's faith. And this yeah. was something that she truly, truly believed in. Um, and I pretty much just went against it and said it was just completely garbage. And, yeah. and so that night I remember coming back home and we had like a really in-depth discussion and, um, you know, we were able to reconcile, but Alexa was planning on breaking up with me that night. Oh, wow. Um, and we almost broke up. Um, yeah. there were other times too, but we almost broke up in that instance because of that. Wow. So how did y'all reconcile? Yeah. So I'm mean, looking back now, I recognize as the Holy Spirit guiding my words. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's no question about it. And because um, I think at the at the the night before when we had the argument, um, I basically just said that um, I'll never warm up to Christianity. I'll never warm up to this. And I just this is not going to be part of me. Um, and then, you know, that was like in the heat of the moment. But then the next day after taking time to to um, think of think through it that night, you know, we talked through and I, I apologized flat out and talked through it and, and said, I, I do want to work through this and, and, and try to at least take steps in pursuing this and, and really accepting also Alexa for who she was too. Um, but I think the biggest thing wasn't necessarily what I said. It was that, um, and you haven't seen this from Alexa, but um, she has a fierce, um, fiery eyes, like in in, a, in like a in like a very passionate way. Like, yeah. um, but you don't want to be on the wrong side of that. Um, <laughs> but I, but I just, and she had a right for for reacting in that manner. She yeah. completely did. Um, but. I remember staring at in her eyes because um, I feel like if I was not telling the truth, then I would have been like looking down, looking around mm -hmm. and not be able to, to stare back at her. And because I was able to do that, it, I don't even know, if, or for me, I don't even know if it was what I said. It was more of like, I'm going to be, I'm very honest here. Like I, I want to continue this. Let's move past this. Let's, yeah. let's get through this. Let's, let's work on this. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that was kind of a really big thing that helped um reconcile that yeah and I, I really believe the Holy Spirit was um advocating on your behalf honestly I think Alexa was about to shut it down the Holy Spirit was like no just be patient with them you know Brandon comes sometimes can be stubborn just be patient with him and she's like you know what he's cute all right all right Holy Spirit if you say so <laughs> 
No, I think you're 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 spot on. There's no question about that. At the time, I didn't recognize it, but you were right. The Holy Spirit's present was there, guiding that whole conversation. Yeah. So. And the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the Advocate. So what's funny is like before you even believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit was like, you know, what I know the plan I have for Him. So don't break it with them. Just be patient. <laughs> That's awesome. So grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. So y'all are able to reconcile, rebuild. So um, my next question to you is what was the turning point for you? Was this argument the turning point for you when you started to say maybe there's something bigger than what I was seeing before? So no, that's a great question. And, um, you know, it's, I don't know if it's one particular turning point. That that was one of them. It, yeah. it, it was probably a series of turning points and it, okay. it, really, it really was a process. Um, and that's really because, and I gave you some background, but literally I went from, could argue zero percent faith or point zero 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 one percent faith yeah um and i had to build on top of like nothing yeah so it was a very long process um you know i i think it probably like reflecting back like i started going to church and um when alexa and i had moved up here in chicago uh, i went once down in florida um but really like moving up to Chicago, we found City Church. Um, Alexa started going on a recurring basis. I would go periodically. Yeah. Um, but mainly just because um, to make her happy. Yeah. Um, and I, I literally like, and I would tell her no a lot of the times too and just kind of avoid it. But um, even when I went to church, I would try to go in and, and leave as quickly as possible. I didn't want well, to talk to anybody. I didn't well, want to you're, that any- person, you're that person who sits in the back. Show up like 15 minutes late so you can leave 15 minutes early. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I was completely fine showing up late. I'm like, yeah, yeah this is this. Oh yeah. That was definitely <laughs> and like you know, like looking around, like, you know, everyone's like putting their hands up on everything. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like this is just so strange. Um, but you know, going through that, um, you know, I I think that kind of started the process of like softening my heart, and I didn't realize it at the time but I think it, the Holy Spirit was working in me and I didn't realize it. Um, but, but I, I still remember like, you know, people would ask me, Hey, have you joined a life group? You want to do like that? And at the time I, I got angry by that question too. I was like, what are you doing? Like pushing this on me. It was still kind of that resistance mode. Yeah. Um, but I really think that all those things like started chiseling away at my heart um, and that stubbornness. And I, stubbornness runs very strong in my family um and and it it definitely was existed there but um and this is gonna be a long answer to your question so hey hey, take your Um, time take your you know it's saturday they're they're not doing anything better just take your time right (laughs) fair enough fair enough fair enough um no i appreciate you bearing with me um but but yeah i think you know kind of going back like i think that kind of started the process and then um the, you know, that one argument I shared with you, um, but a lot of it had to do, I would say the majority of it had to do with my relationship with Alexa. Okay. Um, and although we had, and that wasn't the only one, although we had several heated discussions and heated arguments, you know, she was bold and raised questions to me. And maybe at the time I resisted and was angry, but it it did seep into me and make me start reflecting and thinking through it. Um, whereas if she, and I know for a fact that God used Alexa, cause she is the 
only one yeah. that could get through to me, the only one wow. um, that I would have listened to. And, um, you know, again, it was difficult at times and, and maybe in her mind, it didn't feel that way that we were making any progress, but we were when, when I look back at it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I kind of think of, you know, other, sometimes I put my mind like back into like how I was thinking during that time. And um, I think back to like, I used to think that because I didn't really pick a specific religion that I was being very open-minded. Yeah. Um, and um, I felt that people that were, that Christians were more rigid um, and they weren't open-minded. And then as I learned that I was actually not being open-minded towards Christianity. Yeah. I was being rigid towards that. Mm. And so it was kind of like a lot of these like realizations that were coming as they, as I, as we had these discussions and again, some of them were more like arguments. Um, but I think that was like progress along the way, uh, progression over perfection, this kind yeah. of this progress behind it. And then, um, another thing I'll share too, is that, um, Alex and I did, um, you know, we did have premarital sex. Um, so we did have that in the early part of our relationship. Um, but as she went down on her faith walk yeah. um, and um, really started pursuing that more and more, um, when we did have sex, like she felt incredibly guilty. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but even from my standpoint, it just felt wrong. Um, and you know, at, at, at that point, um, kind of fast forward a little bit, but in, in August of 2018, it was when Alexa got baptized. Yeah. Oh. And again, I recognize now the Holy Spirit planted this in my head, but um, that we should be abstinent from that day forward until we get married. Yeah. And so um, after that, um, we were abstinent. Um, and, and again, I, I say all of these, cause this is all like all these different stepping stones. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, one thing about that too, is, um, when we weren't having sex, um, it actually made things more clear, um, about my love for Alexa, or as I felt sex was kind of clouding that, um, yeah. where I was more just looking for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I say that too, because then, you know, not too long after that is when I finally decided that I wanted to marry Alexa. Um, and I wanted to, um, be with her and, um, you know, I was, um, still warming up to Christianity at that time. And I think I was really still, it was warming up more and more but at, at that point in time, I, I really accepted Alexa for who she was and, and, and the path that she was going on. Um, and then, you know, after ring shopping and getting to the point where the proposal happened, um, you know, then we started planning for the wedding. And this is another big stepping stone was that she wanted to be married by a pastor. Um, and what was interesting was that I wanted to be married by a pastor, too. Okay. At that point in time, um, it's like the whole script just keeps planting seeds. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. No, and it was weird because it wasn't like where, like, where, like, going to church before, I was kind of like forced myself to go. I was only doing it for Alexa. Like this one, like I actually wanted to be married by a pastor, and the reason was because I wanted 
something eternal. I didn't want to just be married simply to Alexa. I didn't want to just be married just for a short period of time. Just yeah. I wanted something where I would be with Alexa forever. Yeah. Um, and to me, like that felt like something more powerful than just like anybody just marrying us. I wanted to be married um, under God um, and by a pastor. And, and so that was something that looking back was, was huge for me. Um, and, and realizing that I wanted that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think kind of, I'll fast forward a little bit. So there's a, a few other uh, moments here. So again, this is a long process here, but, yeah. um, you know, we, we got married um, at this point in time and in June uh, 21st, 2019. So okay. uh, summer solstice and two year anniversary is coming up soon. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so we got married and, and what was interesting was that after the marriage, like I still wasn't considering myself a Christian. I still wasn't. Um, and in that first period of marriage, we were still getting in heated arguments um, with that topic. Um, and in August um, of, of that year, so August 2019, um, I went on a trip just with my brother um, to Red Rocks um, a music venue out in Denver. Um, we went to see Grizz um, and, you know, we went to the festival and everything. Um, I'll be transparent with you. We, we did some extracurriculars um, and, you know, at that moment while I was there, um, I heard from God for the first time. Um, I never heard from him. I've heard people describe what it, what it felt like. And I was yeah. like, and that's not going to happen to me. Um, but while I was there with my brother, um, God spoke with me and um, revealed to me one of my biggest hurdles for going down, um, uh, going on this, this walk on this, yeah. on this faith walk. Um, and that was, I thought that if, I became a Christian that I'd be separated from my brother and my family for the rest forever. Mm. And to me, that was not worth it. I, and I was like, no way I will do this. Um, Cause to me, if that would be the case, then this couldn't be real. Yeah. Why would you be separated from the people you love? Yeah. So God revealed to me that that was just complete bogus and that was not true at all. And that yeah. I would never be separated from my family. Um, I didn't even realize it until that night that that was a hurdle that I was trying to overcome. Um, and so that was a big thing for me. Um, also that night was like one of those nights where I felt like everything just like clicked. Everything made sense. Everything from my past to that moment, everything from the future, everything just kind of clicked. Everything made sense. I took tons of notes down. I was like wow. taking all these notes um, and everything was just clicking. I remember texting Alexa. I was like, I heard from God. And she was like, what, what is going on? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And obviously she wanted details like instantly. Yeah, but um, At that time I was, you know, with my brother. And so I didn't share any details um, until the next day. Um, you know, but one thing that was really interesting that I'll add about that moment was that um, when I was taking all these notes and really intense and everything, yeah. um, the next day I was kind of uh, recapping to my brother a little bit. 
And he's like, Brandon, I don't know if you realize, but you know, when you were taking the majority of your notes, you know what song was playing? And it was called Prayer by Grizz. <laughs> and I was just like, what, <laughs> what is going on? Like, <laughs> um, if you never heard that song, it's an amazing song too. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, you know, so I, anytime I hear that song, it, it reminds me of, of that moment. Yeah. Um, but so that, you were talking about pivotal moments. That was definitely one of mine. Yeah. Uh, there was um, another one I'd like to share too, was that, um, you know, this was, it's like I said, August. And several months, handful of months later, I know we'd already gotten married, but I actually didn't do my bachelor party because um, most of my friends just weren't able to do it. And so we did the bachelor party after I was married. So kind of backwards, but um, that was in February, which is also the same weekend as the advance for City Church. And so Alexa went to the advance. I went to my bachelor party in Miami. Um, and um, I thought it was funny that I was going on a bachelor party while Alexa was going on a church retreat. Um, to me, I thought it was comical and um, basically kind of made fun of it. And that led to another huge long argument um, because I was making fun of Christianity basically. Um, and, you know, again, that's where I was like, I still wasn't even concerned myself a Christian, but it was weird that the day after we got in that argument, um, I was on the train on the L going yeah. to work and I, I, I got emotional. And I, and I, and I think at that moment was when I really surrendered and I was just like, you know, like, I just kind of let everything go. And I, yeah. I, I think I fully like accepted, like, this is a part of me. This is like, this is what I want to do. I want to be on this path um, for myself as well as I want to do it with Alexa. Um, and so I think that was like a huge moment of surrender for me. Um, and so that was another big moment. Um, and the, the last thing I'll say about this long winded answer here. No, you're fine. Um, you're fine, man. <laughs> is, is um, so throughout all of that throughout the that whole thing um the thing that really ultimately turned me and this is something that i i came to a realization not too long ago um was alexa's love for god um her love was just so incredible and it was it was just so much love like there was just no way that she could love something that was not true it had to be genuine there's just no possible way. And so that was like the big thing when I look back at it was that her love for God, I was like, there's no way she could love something that's, that's fake. There's just no way. Um, and so it didn't make sense to me unless it was real. And so that's what really shifted and removed that stubbornness and removed that uh, wall around my heart and really released me was was it was through her love wow so um i mean it, i don't mind saying it but literally she's she was my angel and there's no question about it yeah um god used her and she was the only one that could have gotten into gotten through to me so wow that is amazing shout out to alexa hawkwood right now <laughs> because it's funny because that's what the bible talks about how like if the wife is a believer and the husband is not a believer that she should live her life as a christ follower and hope mm -hmm. it hopes to convert the person or bring the person to Jesus. So pretty much she, she lived that out. <laughs> she lived out the word of God in front of your face. So I have, I have a follow-up question for you because you said at first you were just doing it for Alexa. 
So what if someone is in this position, they don't really believe in God, they don't believe in Jesus, um, but they're in a relationship and their girlfriend believes in Jesus. How do you beat that temptation for just doing it for your girlfriend? How do you beat that temptation? Or how did you beat that temptation? Well, I don't know if it's necessarily wrong to do that initially, mm -hmm. I will say, because um, you're still doing it. Um, you know, obviously, you, and even Alexa, I remember we had discussions. She wanted me to go because because I wanted to go. But sometimes maybe that's you need a different stepping stone. And so um, I think just getting getting there and being surrounded by that again, like I said, it kind of was softening my heart. I'd even realize it. Um, so, you know, I, 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 at least for me, it, it was, um, part of my process. And so for others that are going through that, I think it's completely fine to go, you know, out of a place of love for someone else. And, um, but I think it's, it's, it requires still patience from the one that is a believer that the person is not necessarily going to be completely gung ho for it immediately after going there. It's going to take time. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's the, that patience factor that's really, really necessary. Um, and then the person that's not a believer, it's, it's really just, you don't have to jump on immediately. You it's okay to, to take steps. It's okay to just be there and be present. Like, you don't have to completely just jump on. And, and I think that helped for me too, is that, hey, I don't have to like completely just like catapult and, and accelerate immediately. Some people that works that way, but for yeah. me, it didn't have to. And so some people just, it, it just might take um, slower steps. Yeah. So. so yeah, I believe like as believers, we need to learn our faith because when people want to ask us questions, because what I realized is like in, the, in some Christian community is a sin to ask a question. It's not a sin to ask a question. They just want to be inquisitive and see why do you believe what you believe? But instead of us saying like, we just believe it, you just got to believe it. If you don't believe you're going to hell. No, how about you explain your faith? And how about we, we get, I wouldn't say counsel because I don't like counsel culture, but how about we get, a, get rid of mean Christians? The Bible says they will know you by your fruit. But if you're always mean and cussing someone out and making all this post that you think is religious on your Facebook or Instagram, no one is going to be drawn to that bitterness. So it's time for Christians to actually be kind, to be patient, to be lovely, to, to have joy, to, to have peace. But what I see now is like, either you do it this way or you're going to hell. Granted, that's what the Bible says. But the Bible never said you have to be so, so mean about it. Like even Jesus, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes through the Father unless you come through me. But he didn't say, well, get it together or, you're, or it's done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just we, as a, as a body, as a capital C church, we need to get kind. And he does, because the way I had to look at it is like, what if that was my child? Or what if that was my brother, or my sister? Will I be saying automatically you're going to hell? No, I'm going to like, I'm going to love you. And I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to keep praying for you. I'm going to keep loving you. And God will come out of nowhere and answer my prayer. Because there's one apology that says that before you talk to anyone about Jesus, talk to Jesus about that person. Mm -hmm. so there's so many people that have head knowledge, but they don't have the heart knowledge. They don't have the heart of God. They, they know the word. They can ask the Jesus that out, out of this world, but they don't have the heart to say, I don't know what you're going through, but there's no, I'm praying for you. 
and whatever you need if you need help with anything let me know like if you need help if you need help for um, going to the um to the party if you want me to drive i don't drink but if you want me to drive you i'll drive you and those little seeds of kindness i'm like i don't understand why he's so nice to me but if but if um if his savior is like how he's acting i had to give the savior a try <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so that that's that's all i have to say that's my <laughs> No, no, it's that, that was so good, man. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more with you, and and I and I love that. Um, and it, it made me think of you know First Corinthians, you know, the very popular verse. I think it was thirteen, thirteen four. Um, love is kind, love is patient. Yeah, and, and I mean it's true. And uh, although that verse is said, you know, very often, but it but it is so accurate and, and yeah. right. And it's it's through that love, and that's that's the love that transformed me. Um, was the love that the Alexa showed, and um, and it's what I see um, at City Church too. Yeah. Um, and 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 you're right though. Um, and and I th- and I think back. And I'm glad you talked about that too, because I think back about again those people, um, the, the one person that talked to my mom, and then the one person I bumped into the YMCA. Although their intentions were probably you know good to to try to get someone to believe in Jesus the the method and way they did it was not like you said was not the jesus way it wasn't it wasn't the loving way um and i also like what you really said too about asking questions yeah that was that was a huge thing and i'm glad you brought that up for me was the ability to ask questions um and 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 i love that and 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 those questions lead to discovery um and then they lead to deeper understanding mm-hmm. and you know when i heard about that 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 just helped me as well as it's okay to ask questions and in fact it's encouraged (laughs) yeah if 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 you're in a place that they don't ask they don't allow you to ask questions most likely you're in a cult and you need to run away (laughs) 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 because if you if you look throughout the gospels his jesus disciples would ask him questions all the time Mm -hmm. he never said stop asking me questions i'm done with you no he they were asking questions Sometimes he would answer with parables. Sometimes he'd be straightforward with them. But if you're in a place that's like, you can't ask any questions, run away. Let's just run. <laughs> so, and another thing, what remind me when you said that God spoke to you audibly is um, John chapter six, verse 44 says, for no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. So it's crazy how the father drew you to Jesus. And then he gave you this whole plan, what he has for your life. And it's funny how I, I, I truly believe God has a sense of humor. I just love how while he was talking to you, the song prayer was playing. I'm like, only God can do that. Like, <laughs> No, that's a good point. No, you're right. And, and I agree with that. And I think that's awesome that, that God does have a sense of humor. Yeah. No doubt about that. I'm sure he was chuckling about when, when I found out about the name of the song. I'm sure he was. Yeah. <laughs> he got, he gathered all the angels. Hey, hey, look at this. Look at this right here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a great image too. Yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> but that's what the thing is like religion has made Jesus so like unapproachable. Like, don't get me wrong, Jesus is holy, he should be regarded, he's worthy, but he's he religion would never save anyone, only relationship. So we have to people have to get out of their minds that Jesus is this person who's just wagging his finger, like you should have done better. Oh, you need to fix yourself before you can. What's so, what I love about our church city, church Chicago is you can belong before you behave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can also belong before you even believe. 
like you said you were like i don't really know <laughs> but we didn't they was like oh we want you to get connected you want to serve we got go teams for you we get one a life group you get you know what i mean so it's crazy how jesus is always like you can belong before you believe peter was a peter was a he was an angry man <laughs> um matthew was a tax collector paul was killing christians but he still chose them <laughs> saying you can belong before you behave and you can belong before you even believe so and brandon brandon is the perfect example oh if you, if someone says like oh that's in the older days look at brandon's life he belonged before he even believed or even behaved oh yeah no question about that <laughs> oh yeah no that, that's that's a word right there that's yeah. good <laughs> so my next question to you is after you came you had the come to jesus meeting on the l what steps did you take to find out more about jesus yeah and, and um yeah that's a great question too and there, there was a handful of things here um you know, one was, I'll start with this one, and this was kind of an interesting, it involves a, a story here too, an incident as well. Um, I forgot exactly when this happened, probably December 2019 or something like that. Um, yeah, I think that's what it was, or January 2020. Um, I went to went to church, went to city church, and um, during the, the worship music, um, I felt this just, um, oh, let me back up. Right before the worship music, I saw um, Pastor Andrew across and I just kind of caught up with him. And just to also give you, so Pastor Andrew um, did Election Online's premarital counseling, um, which truly amazing experience. And I definitely encourage that because it really is such a great experience. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I had a, kind of an instant connection with Pastor Andrew because he reminded me in looks and in his personality, like one of my really good friends from Florida who I live with. And actually I live, I still, he's, I've lived the second longest with him outside of my brother. So I've still lived longer with him than Alexa actually. Wow. Because um, I lived with him all through college and then three years out of college. Yeah. Um, so there was like this like instant connection with him, even though I didn't really even know him that well, Pastor Andrew. But um, the reason I say this is was that time at City Church during the worship, I felt this incredible, like, I couldn't even describe it, but it was the Holy Spirit. Um, at the time, I couldn't describe it, but I felt like this, this, um, like, I had to reach out to Pastor Andrew. I had to reach out to him. And so I didn't get to talk with him after the service, um, but I went home and then I was like telling Alexa and I was like, I was like, Alexa, I have to email him. I don't know why, but I have to email him. And so I connected with Pastor Andrew, explained a little bit about it and what it ended up developing into was a mentorship. And so he became my spiritual mentor. Um, even still at that point, I wasn't a believer but we started just talking through it. Um, and so he, I still meet with him every other week. And so he's a spiritual mentor of mine. And so he's helped me find more about Jesus. Um, so he's been instrumental in that. And then, you know, a few other things too was um, I joined a life group um, as well. Um, and I joined it actually right in March, 2020. Um, so out of all the times, um, and I remember Alexa would tell me, Hey, join a life group, join a life group. You're going to want to. And this was all in like 2019. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do yeah. that. I don't see the point. And then when COVID hit, 
Alexa's like, well, there's no way Brandon's going to join Life Group now. Well, there's that God sense of humor. He had a different, had a different, <laughs> different thing. And um, I joined Renner and Hayden's Life Group. Yeah. Um, and they do a, a daily devotional in the morning um, every day um, at eight o'clock. And, and I would go occasionally, but in the beginning, I didn't really go too often. But then um, towards the end of 2020, I started going a ton and I would go every day. And really in that life group it was all about iron sharpens iron. And yeah. so the combination of the mentorship with Pastor Andrew, um, the um, joining the life group, as well as I finally opened up the Bible and started reading the Bible. Wow. Um, I started with the gospels. I read um, two of the gospels. I think I read Matthew and Luke. Okay. Um, and then my personality is I like having to go in chronological order. So then I went to the Old Testament and read Genesis and then read all the way through. Wow. Um, and so I read the whole Bible. I say that the amount that I absorbed is probably like 0.000. I don't even know, like some minuscule amount because there's just so much nutrients in there and, yeah. and things about it. But, but I read it. Um, and so all those different things like really catapulted my faith and really started you know, leading questions, leading to those questions, yeah. leading to a deeper understanding. And I'm still obviously constantly learning and growing. Um, but a funny thing about um, reading the Bible that I wanted to share too, was that um, I didn't plan this, but it happened this way, was that I got baptized October 18th, 2020. That morning, I finished reading the Bible. Um, the, the New Testament landed on that day and again, I did not plan it, but I, I saw I was getting close and I was like, well, that's strange. Why <laughs> am I going to finish this on the day I'm getting baptized? <laughs> um, and yeah, that, that was amazing. And I, another thing I want to share too is um, the week or two before I, so I, I decided to get baptized, um, I think beginning of October or something. Yeah. And I mean, that was a huge thing for me. I didn't think I would ever be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but I remember I shared it with the people in my life group and their reaction was so like uplifting and so genuine. Like I had already made the decision, but it like just re-solidified and reaffirmed that this was the right decision yeah. because they were, it was so genuine and so loving and so like excited and happy. Um, so that was like a really moving thing for me, but um, yeah, all those different things. Um, I'll, I'll even add another one too, is just um, joining outreach um, yeah. was a big thing and, and being able to do it with Alexa was incredible. Being able to do street team with her, um, being able to, to really act on my faith, yeah. um, getting the opportunity to do that. Like, I didn't realize it at the time, but that was another huge thing that just skyrocketed my faith. Yeah. And so it was like a lot of those different things. And then it was funny is like, I also was just excited to go to church. I was excited to, to hang out with people from church. Yeah. Um, I was excited to hang out with you, Ed. <laughs> I know I was, I was, uh, you know, um, hidden for a while, but you know, <laughs> I was, I was excited for all these things. Like I just enjoyed being at church, I enjoyed um, going like like before. I'd I'd want to watch football instead of church, and yeah. now I was like, no, I don't. 
like I still love football. I still love watching football, but no, I want to go to church. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so it was like just a huge like 180. Um, and that that pretty much almost all happened in 2020. Um, and so <laughs> when the world was shut down, yeah, I was still moving. <laughs> uh, you were you are so right, and it's incredible because um, I know 2020 was a tough year for a lot of people. There's yeah. no question about it. Um, it was definitely a blessing in disguise for for me um, and for Alexa, but um, it was a year um, where my faith just grew exponentially. Wow. So. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. I was there when you got baptized. It was it was an emotional thing. Alexa was crying. I was like, oh my God. It was it was great. And I and I knew why Alexa was crying, because when you get a word from God. But then you see the completion of his faithfulness. You have no, you, you have, you, you know, you just can't help yourself but to just cry tears of joy. So I was just glad that I was able to be there to witness that next step in your life. Because um, for the longest, I really thought you were a myth. Because I remember uh, Alexa, Alexa was part of a um, leadership CD. And she's like, yeah, my husband was just here. Like, your husband, right? sure no really we just got uh-huh cool and then i met you at a at a party at a birthday party and we're like oh you do exist and then for the longest i call you chad because we thought you know you were rented but no right. <laughs> i remember that yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just so glad to see how god even through the whole time it was has been with you has been with you and can't remind you and he he used pastor andrew he used alexa he used um hayden and who, hayden and renner renner yep. yeah yeah use their life group to cultivate what he already planted in you so i just love it i just love it anything else you want to add for what you learned while you're trying to find out more about jesus or what did you do while finding finding out about jesus no i mean i think um you know, I mean, I, I've read some other books, too, that were recommended from people. Um, the Lost Art of Practicing in His Presence yeah. um, was uh, an amazing book that, that was recommended by Pastor Andrew. And there were other books, but I think it was just a combination of like reading all that, too, and then listening to sermons. Yeah. Um, and it's like every little thing just kind of absorbed something different. And then I was also able to remember I told you, like, there were times when Alex and I, we would try to talking about faith and talking about the Bible and talking about things and we could not talk about it without yeah. getting in a heated argument. Yeah. At this point in 2020, we were praying together. We were, um, you know, we were doing devotionals together. We were fasting together. Yeah. We were doing all these things. Um, and, you know, the, the thing that was also amazing that I'd like to share too, is just that, um, you know, once I accepted Jesus, I also grew closer to Alexa. Um, it, it, it really like, like just blossomed our relationship. And we, we did have a good relationship before. I know um, we had arguments and stuff like I shared, but it was still a great relationship. It put it on another level and, and it made me appreciate, love her um, at a deeper level. And I'm, that's something I am beyond grateful for because um, I know um, with Jesus at the middle of the marriage, I didn't, I used to think that that was kind of a silly concept, but it, it really, really, really has just strengthened our relationship so much more. Yeah. 
And Jesus is, he's love embodied. So in order for you to have love in your marriage, you, you might have to invite love into your, into your marriage. No, you're right. That looks, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yep. And what's funny is like, you said that you and Alexis started praying together. And now mm-hmm. you have this leadership position at the church. Now I, I've seen you lead prayers. So it's crazy how quick God can just transform a situation. Like there's nothing too hard for our God. Someone, someone who used to make fun of Christians are now is now leading Christians in prayer. Now leading Christians to be the hands and feet to Jesus on the streets of Chicago. So it's just crazy how once God wants to do something, and if a person is willing for God to do whatever he wants to do in their life, how how amazing the the results can be. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I love how you put it, and you're and you're right about that. It, it, sometimes I, I laugh about. It. I'm just like, I look. I'm like, I'm like literally a year and a half ago, Brandon, like would be flabbergasted. I wouldn't even know myself. Yeah. I'd be, I would be like, who is this person? It'd be Chad. It'd be Chad. It'd, It'd be, be Chad. Brandon and Chad. It's, that's what it would be. It's like a completely different person. It's yeah. like, who is this person? Like, it's just so strange. So, that's amazing. So, my next question to you is. How would you compare your previous life before Jesus to your current life with Jesus? Yeah, and, and I love that question too because um, no, I mean, and I know we touched a little bit about that even, um, but I think it is so good, and I I like that because that's a good question to like reflect on too. Um, because if if you don't see a difference then that would be alarming <laughs> um, in a way. So, for, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, you know, I, there, there are a handful of things. And, you know, I shared, you know, one about um, just my relationship with Alexa. Um, and, you know, I shared with that. And, and there's no question that we have a deeper um, love for each other. Um, and not only that, but, hey, we still have arguments. There's no question about it. We still have them. But it's a different type of argument. Like we, we, we bring it to the surface, we talk through it and we're able to resolve it in a much healthier, quicker manner. And then just move on and just be like, Hey, I love you. I for, you know, forgive you. Like, and, and it's, um, it's truly amazing seeing that. And again, it doesn't, it doesn't remove arguments and, um, oh, I'll share one like example of something too, is, um, before, um, I was a Christian, um, I would, I would get jealous at times. Um, and I would get so jealous and I would get mad at Alexa. Alexa didn't do anything wrong, but I would get mad of me just being jealous. Um, like someone else did something and, you know, and, and I would kind of take it out on her and get very angry with her, angry with her and upset with her, even though she didn't do anything wrong. Um, so not too long ago, I had a recent feeling of jealousy and, and jealousy still still happened. Um, but I immediately, I turned to God, um, try to help me get through it. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he did. But then um, afterwards, and I was like, back and forth. And I was like, do I share this with Alexa or not? Or should I be able to just handle this with God? And then um, I brought it up to Alexa, but I brought it up in a much different manner. And I was just like, Alexa, I'm, I'm struggling through this right now. I'm struggling through this feeling. Um, you're not doing anything, um, but I'm just letting you know that I'm working through this with God and, and I'm just shared it with her, what I'm struggling with. And, and literally she just said like, that's, you know, like I would, you know, never do anything to jeopardize what we have. You know, yeah. I love you so much saying all those things. 
And so it was just like, like that example of that situation where before um, I was a Christian, I would have handled it in a much different manner. It would have led to, you know, fights that would have, you know, a fight that would have lasted like a couple of days yeah. and it would just left like a huge hole. Um, and so that's an example of it, but um, there really is like a long list of things, to be honest, like, yeah. you know, a couple other things I'd share is that um, before um, accepted Jesus, I felt like a, a zombie at times. Mm-hmm. I felt like I just did things just to do things. Um, and it felt kind of like hollow and empty. Um, and I mean, there were even times when, because I, I just couldn't find joy in anything that I, I did have like some like suicidal thoughts at times where I was just like, I can't find joy in anything. So what's the point? Um, and like after accepting Jesus, like now I just, I feel like I have direction and, and purpose. And, and I love the concept of, of furthering the kingdom. Yeah. Like, like building something with, with others and unity. I love that. Like it just excites me. And it, it, to me, it's like a life of adventure. Um, and it, it also like, and I think you touched on this too, was like the, the concept of something like bigger than you. Um, to me, that really puts things in perspective. And it's like little things that used to drive me bonkers. Um, like, like I'm able, like they might still like bother me to some extent, but then I'm immediately able to overcome it. And I'm like, oh, this is this is nothing in the grand scheme of things. God is still God. God doesn't change, and and God still loves us, uh, loves all of us. And like, why am I getting worked up about, I don't know, something small, like um, something at work or something like that, like? what's the point? Like this, you know, it kind of puts things in perspective. Um, you know, another thing too, and I think we talked through this too, is just, you hear the word love thrown around, obviously, and love is an amazing, powerful thing. But I feel like after becoming a Christian, um, and I'm still learning this. And again, this is, this is one thing I love about Christianity too, is like, it's a constant growth. Um, but I feel like um, I get a, I'm getting more depth in love. I'm getting a deeper understanding of what it means to love. Um, love is kind. Love, you know, love is gentle. Love is patient. You know, love does not envy. Like all these things, this is the characteristics of love. And like you said, love is God. And so that that's 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 what love is. And I feel like no matter what religion or anything, love is truly the most powerful force um and and something that um exists in everything um and again as um you know my faith and what i believe in i know what what you believe in what we believe in is that that's god right there um but i think it's just i've gained more of a deeper understanding and 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 i i want to continue to gain more and more understanding because i want to be able to love more i want to be able to love God more. I want to be able to love my wife more. I want to love my family more. I want to love my friends more. I want to love my enemies more. You know, all these things, because when you love, um, it's it's just, it's like a release. It's like freedom. Like when, the opposite of that, like hate or pride, um, it just makes you miserable. Um, and, and love just is a freeing thing. And so to me, that's something that I've really learned and something that I'm so grateful for, um, as I've, you know, 
been more and more of this uh, faith walk. So that is so good. And Christianity started off because of love. John three sixteen says, "For God loved the world so much hmm. that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believed Him would not perish, but have eternal life." So it's just it's just amazing how love starts it all. Like, and love is the end. Like, God, the Bible says that Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. And we know Jesus is love. That means love is the Alpha and that <laughs> love is the Omega. And the crazy thing about Jesus, he's with you in the middle too. So <laughs> love is the Alpha, love is with you in the middle, and love is the Omega. So it's just crazy how love is the principal theme. And John 10, 10, because when you're comparing, when you're comparing your two life, life before Jesus and life during, with Jesus now, John 10, 10 came to my mind saying the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. So that that's that's who we serve, right? The overflowing God. <laughs> I am so grateful for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's I, I love those are great verses too. And and yeah, yeah, I yeah, it's so awesome that we have a God like that. So yeah. <laughs> um, no question about that. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of any other things for me. Um, yeah, I think. Another thing is like, I feel like I have more of appreciation for things too. Mm. Um, so appreciation for um, friendships, appreciation for nature. Um, and like for that, like I think of on this trip, I went on with Alexa to Ireland. And I don't know if you've ever seen this or heard of the Cliffs of Moher. Um, it's, you have to look it up, um, but it's truly breathtaking. But Staring at things like that, yeah. it just puts me at peace. And I recognize, and I remember Alexa told me this, and it's like, you know what you're feeling? It's because God made that. And and, and it's like you get just more of appreciation for things like that. Yeah. Um, that didn't, that just wasn't. And so it just adds a deeper layer to all those things, more intricacy. Um, and so that's something that I'm also just so grateful for. Um, again, my uh Christian life versus pre-Christian life, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I've heard this from many people who didn't believe in God, and now they believe in God. They said the greens are greener, mm. the, the blues are bluer, the reds are redder. So I'm like, that's amazing, like, how we can just, you can just tangibly feel the presence of God, and you just see everything through not the lens of the world, but through the lens of God. So that's Oh, amazing. yeah. Jesus goggles. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So my final question to you, Brandon, is what is your advice to people who have people in their life who don't believe in Jesus, but they want to share the gospel with them? Because we don't want to, like we, like we talked about before, we don't want to be pushy. We don't want to put it down someone's throat and everything like that, because that might push them away from Jesus. So how do we, how do we share the gospel with people who don't know Jesus? Yeah, no, I mean, it's a, it's a tough question. There's no question about that. Um, you know, I think we touched on one thing as earlier, and that's being patient. Um, I think that's, that's, that's a big thing. And, um, you know, I, th I think another thing, too, is um, especially for, for someone that's might be a newer believer, too, and, and wants to bring others along the journey very quickly, but it's, it's also just remembering 
um, the place you were in and remembering the steps that you needed to take. Um, and so I think it's, you try to put yourself back to when you weren't a believer um, and try to keep that in mind. Um, and not only that, but everybody's journey is a little bit different. Um, so some people might get there faster. Some people might get there much slower. Um, and so I think it's just being sensitive to that. Um, every single person is different. Um, and that's the beauty of it. That's yeah. an amazing thing that everybody's different. If we were all the same, this would be a very, very dull world. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, so I think that's, you know, something to be patient for. I think along those lines is um, being prayerful. Yeah. Um, and I'll share that too, is that um, Alexa um, prayed for me for three years. Wow. Uh, so a long, long time she yeah. prayed. Um, and I found this out not even too long ago, but she said that um, I, I usually would go to sleep before her. Um, and so when I'd go to sleep, she'd put her hand over my heart and then pray over my heart. Wow. Um, and so I don't know how long she did it for, but yeah, she um, prayed for me for a very, very long time. I know she asked other people to pray for me. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, three years of prayer, <laughs> um, but that shows you the power and praying and, yeah. and also just the faith that she had throughout all that, um, you know, is truly amazing. So definitely prayerful, um, you know, I, and then another thing too, is I would just, I feel like people can get discouraged, obviously, but yeah. I would just say, don't, just don't give up because you just don't know when that seed will bloom yeah um you just That's don't good. know you don't know when and and you don't know um when seeds just uh, get planted either you just you have no idea when it can happen and so jesus didn't give up on us so we yeah. shouldn't give up on others that's um, not true and so i think and again i know it, it can be hard but i think that's just something um to keep in mind too and then i say another thing too is also just be be a friend first, just focus on the friendship That's so good. Um, yeah. as well as, you know, I understand, um, you know, the great commission and what we're supposed to go out to do, but um, it's not just to go out and just convert everyone, but do you want to develop that friendship? You need to yeah. develop that friendship first because when you develop that friendship, you develop trust too. Yeah. And so strengthening that friendship and then it will allow opportunities to have discussions, to allow questions um, in a safe environment. Yeah. Um, and so I, although it, it might be slower, but it's going to be the more impactful and, and what's going to really resonate with people. And so I think it's really focused on that friendship first and just developing those friendships um, as well. Um, and then I think another thing that also keep in mind too is um, try not to be offended. <laughs> um, I, I know that can be hard and I know with my um, journey with Alexa, I said some very hurtful things to her. Um, you know, I, I even told her flat out that I would never be a Christian. I said, I will never be a Christian. It's just not possible. I won't do it. Obviously, here we are today. So uh, another chuckle to God, probably when I said that. Um, God, was like, you... God was like, challenge accepted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but what I say with just being offended is just that um, when someone is saying some hurtful things, obviously that's not right. However, it's that resistance is not directed towards you. 
it's directed towards a struggle that's inside from past pain or, or experiences or, or hurts. And so that's what's really um, that, that defensive, that, that resistance. And so although it might seem like it's directed at you, it's really, really not. And so, again, I know it can be very challenging in the thick of it, but it's just something to keep in mind. Um, and then I think probably, um, you know, not probably, but really number one here, um, kind of along the same lines of, of, of praying is really just to talk with God about it. Yeah. Talk for God. Talk. I mean, he has unlimited wisdom. Yeah. So go, go to him. And not only that, unlimited wisdom, unlimited love. And so he will be able to, to give you the, the perfect guidance that, um, that we cannot provide, but he will be able to provide. So really going to the source of love, yeah. <laughs> the source um, of wisdom, and the source of life. Couldn't ask for a better guide than that. So Yeah, that's so good. And I, I believe that if someone wants to do this, they have to make sure that they keep the person a person and don't make them a project. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's like, okay, I got to check in here, make sure. How about you just keep them a person? Like you said, be friends with them first because it's hard to just throw in Jesus <laughs> if you're not friends with them. At least the common ground is y'all friends. <laughs> right. If y'all don't have no common ground, you're like, okay, I don't really want to hear about you or your Jesus anymore. So you can just go on. But I think, like you said, friendship is so important. Like he said, go make disciples. But in order, like Jesus had friends and he made them their disciples, or his mm-hmm. disciples. So I think friendship, friendship, friendship. And you just have to love them where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. If, if they're addicted to drugs today, if they're being promiscuous today, love them where they're at. Mm-hmm. And then they're, then they're, your love for them would say like, I don't understand why you can love me when I'm unlovable then that's your opportunity to point to Jesus because I was messed up. I was jacked up. But the way Jesus loved, loved me is the same. I'm going to extend that love to you. And that can be a great way to open the door to hit, talking about salvation. Oh, yeah. No, I couldn't agree more with that. No, that's 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 so good. Oh, yeah. I, I like what you said about meeting people where they're at. And yeah. I think that is that is so important. And, and the only way you're going to understand where they're at is by having conversations with them and developing yeah. a friendship. So you, you kind of need that or else you're not going to know where they're at. So Yeah, that's so good. Any last advice you want to give? Last thoughts you want to give? Um, wow. Yeah, there's so much there. But no, I, I think, um, no, again, I, I really appreciate um, this opportunity, Ed. So I, I really do. And um, no, I, I'm glad I got the opportunity to share. But I think at the end of the day, um, what we talked about so much of a lot is love. <laughs> and so that's the word that just keeps coming to my mind. Yeah. And, um, I think another thing too, I'll share is like, I told you a while back or, you know, early in our discussion that um, one of my earliest things was um, the, I believe that everybody had the right to believe in what they wanted to believe. Um, somebody had kind of revealed or revealed to me was that um, that is the same as, as Christianity too, because God doesn't force us to follow him. It's a choice. It's free will. And once I, when, once I gained that understanding too, and, and it, it made me, and, and it was out of love that, that, um, like you said, that, you know, um, that you quoted from the Bible that, you know, first came love and, and God created, um, everything out of love. And obviously I'm, I'm paraphrasing here and not getting the exact words, but, um, you know, I think that's just so important there is that the concept of free will um, and that 
it's our choice. And I think that was something that really helped me too, um, was that it, it's a choice and um, it's not forced on you. Um, remember that was one of my big resistances when I felt like it was forced on me. Yeah. Um, but this is, this is all about free will and, and all about a choice to follow him. Um, and, and yeah, so I think that was just, you know, something I'd like to add as well. So that's so good. Cause love will always give you a choice. If you force Alexa to marry you, it wouldn't be love. It'd just be, you know, you're just here and I'm just here and there. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. love always has a choice. So I don't understand why people say, like, God's just going to force people to hell. No, 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 no. He didn't want you to go to hell. That's why he gave his only son for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, choose him. Because hell is is bad. But the most, the most I guess, bad thing of, of the worst thing, I should say, of hell is the absence of God. Mm-hmm. So God's yes. are like, well, mm-hmm. you didn't want me on earth, so I'm not going to force you to be in my presence forever. So the alternative is hell, someplace that's without me. So I think people had to start changing their mindset, like, oh, God's going to send people to hell. No, no, he doesn't want anyone. Like the first verse I, I read is like, he's not, be, he's, he's not taking too long. He's being patient because he doesn't want anyone mm-hmm. to perish. He doesn't want anyone to be destroyed. So if you just feel a tugging on your heart, just to say yes to Jesus. And we're gonna have an opportunity down to for you to say yes to Jesus. So with that being said, Brandon, thank you so much. Like, I believe this is gonna be transformative. This is gonna reveal some things to some people. So thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you for being vulnerable with us. Thank you for being transparent with us. And thank you for giving us practical steps how to find Jesus or how to, how to appreciate how Jesus saved you when you didn't really believe in him. Mm-hmm. So before we end episode 10, we're in double digits, Brendan. So th- first of all, thank you <laughs> for, for allowing us to get to double digits. Thank you for doing the double digit with us. So appreciate you, Brendan. But before we end episode 10 of Saturday Conversations, we just want to get, you, get to know you a little bit better through a game called This or That. So you told me you know how to play it. So whenever you're ready, let me know. I am ready. Let's 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 do it, Ed. <laughs> All right. And at the end, I'll share my guesses. If if it's above three, I know you pretty well. If it's below three, we have to go get some wings or something because I don't know you that well. So ribs. Let's do ribs. 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 <laughs> wings. Food is food. I like food, so it's whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. So my first one is out of the Gospels. Which one would you choose, Mark or Luke? I would choose Luke. Okay. So if you have to watch a sport, which one would you want to watch? Soccer or football? Soccer. Okay. Um, for activities, would you want to hike or would you want to run? Run. Okay. Um, if For running shoes, which one would you pick? New Balance or Nike? Nike. Okay. And if you had to choose a protein to eat for the rest of your life, which one would you choose? And there's no, like, it's going to mess up your heart or anything. This is a free-for-all, right? Would you choose steak or would you choose chicken? Steak. All right. I got 80%. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. I, which, I which said Mark because, you know, is the shortest. So I was like, maybe he doesn't want to, you know, be efficient. But I understand Luke. Luke was detailed. So I understand that. Then I said soccer, running, Nike, because no offense to New Balance, but no one really use New Balance. Unless you're Kawhi Leonard, then all right. Yeah, he's, pretty, he's pretty good. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, sending my, he's sending my Mavericks home, so I can't really say anything about it. So, Oh, yeah, then, that was a tough series. Yeah. And I said steak, because, you know, who doesn't like steak? 
That's true. No, yeah, that, that was good. And the, um, honestly, the the Luca Mark one was the one I was like least. I was like really close. So you, you were probably greater than eighty percent, really. So I could have gotten a hundred percent. Yeah. See, see what happens when you second guess, guys. Don't second guess. <laughs> so yeah. once again, thank you, Brandon. Before we end, do you mind praying for us? Whatever the spirit leads you to pray for. I would love to pray for us. Oh yes, for everyone watching. So, all right. Dear Heavenly Father, um, thank you so much for, ten, for today. Um, just thank you so much for this opportunity um, to share uh, my story, but it's really not just my story. It's, it's, it's your story as well, God. This is all about you. Um, and God, just so grateful um, for the discussion that we had, uh, the questions that were shared. Um, God, just we love, 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 as we were talking about this, this word that is just so powerful, but um, you are love, and we're just so grateful for um, you loving us unconditionally, um, without limit, for sending your son to die for our sin, to die for our benefit, to die so that uh, we don't go to hell, um, God, so that that we can live a life, uh, a fulfilled life, an abundant life, uh, a life full of um, joy, full of hope, full of love, full of peace, full of your presence, God. God, for those that are that are listening, just praying for everyone, just praying um, for them to have an encounter with you, um, to um, to not resist you, and to just accept you into their hearts, God. Um, God, just praying um, to remove um, anything that is not of you um, and just um, replace it with your love, with your Holy Spirit, God. God, um, we adore you so much and we're so thankful that we have such a loving Father that looks out for us and everything that we do, even though we might not know it, even though we might not have accepted it, but you are always there. Um, you um, have always been there. You, know, you are there right now and you will always be there in the future. You are the alpha and the omega. You're in the middle, as Ed said to God. And we're just so grateful that you are in everything, um, whether it's in nature, whether it's in relationships, God. So just praying um, for, for those also that have people close to them that haven't accepted you yet. Just praying for patience for them, praying um, for um, just their faith to be strengthened throughout it, praying, God, that that you will speak through them and help guide them um, on this journey that they're having with, with loved ones that um, I'm not going to say aren't believers, but are future believers, God. They are future believers, um, and they are the lost sheep that will come home, um, and you will rejoice and we will all rejoice all of heaven will rejoice so god we're just praying for that for for everyone on this um on this uh video just listening in god god we um just love you so much um we're grateful for you uh, we give you all the glory all the honor all the praise um all the love um, because you have poured out so much love to us and then some. Um, and in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Do you mind, usually I don't do this on a Saturday conversation, but do you mind leading people who's watching this if they don't know the Lord into prayer so they can start a relationship with Jesus? Do you mind leading that real quick, Brandon? I actually haven't done that before, um, but I can I can try doing it. <laughs> Go for it. It's a, there's a first time for everything. There is a first time for everything. So, this this is an, this is this is this is growth right here. This is a growth yeah. opportunity. Yeah. So however the spirit leads you to do this, just go for it. All right. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, Heavenly Father, um, for those um, that don't know you right now, God, um, that haven't accepted you, um, but now are in a place to accept you, God, just praying um, that they. Um, or in a place of surrender right now, that anything that was holding them back is removed now from them, and that, um, God, they are in a posture of receiving your spirit. So just praying for everyone just to place their hand over their hearts, God, um, just praying um, for acceptance of you, for you um, to be their savior, God, uh, praying that um, they will um, turn to you now and that you are the way, um, you are the salvation for them. So God, just praying for everyone just, just to, to, that are listening and that are there to just surrender, um, and accept you into their hearts. So just praying this. And, and if you all are listening, um, just say this out loud that you accept Jesus into your heart. He is my savior. Um, with him, um, you are fulfilled and you are saved um, and that you accept him, um, you accept his love and that um, you are now born again um, and you are now a follower of Jesus. Um, and in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Brandon. Thank you so much. So let me just pray for you real quick before we end. Um, I pray that God will give you the desires of your heart. I pray that whatever you put your mind to, it will flourish in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Whatever you decide to do will be successful in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you and Alexa's marriage that it will be blessed. It will be flourished. It will go from glory to glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I pray that God will continue to use you to expand his kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that he will use not only just you, but also use Alexa to dismantle the kingdom of darkness and build up the kingdom of God. And as you go out leading the street team, we pray that your, his anointing will be on both of you. Um, his glory will shine through you and his love will be, pour out, be poured out out of you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We give you the honor. We give the glory. We say blessed to be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All Amen. right. Thank you for tuning in to episode 10 of Saturday Conversations. Brandon, where can people find you? You can find me on, on LinkedIn um, with, with, with my work profile there, as well as Facebook. I don't have an Instagram, but you can find me on Facebook. So, All right. I'll put Brandon's information in the description box below. So once again, Brandon, thank you so much. Uh, I'm just excited and I'm so grateful to call you brother. And I'm just um, excited to what God's going to do in your life and not only your life, but also what he's going to do in your life and also Alexa's life. So I just can't wait to see what's going to happen. And I'm just here to tell you and Alexa that the best is yet to come in Jesus mighty name. 
So everyone, join the conversation in the comment section below. Tell us what part of the conversation stood out to you. Um, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. If you have any prayer requests, put in the comment section below. We love you. God bless you. And we'll see you next time.